All right. How's everyone doing today? Living the dream? Okay, great. This episode of Living the Dream is brought to you by AMW Group. AMW has the right tools to help you build your music career one step at a time. Get your song to the audience it deserves with AMW's Spotify playlist promotion service and work with AMW's experts to get your music heard. Check out their services by visiting bit.ly slash livingthedream10 and get a special 10% discount to their music promotion services by using coupon code AMW10. All right, today's guest is the banjo player and singer for the Washboard Union, who arguably, in my opinion, put on one of the best shows of the weekend at Cavendish Beach Music Festival. And I have a tough time saying Cavendish Beach Music Festival. Anyways... If you've ever wondered what the name of their titular washboard is, then, spoiler alert, you're about to find out. Due to some busy schedules, we didn't end up getting to do our interview on site, but they were kind enough to make it happen over the phone, so for that, I am very grateful, and I hope you enjoy listening to our conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. Now, here he is, from the Washboard Union, Chris Dunner. Well, I'm here with Chris Duncombe, or Chris Dunner, as friends call him. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, no worries, man. It's great to talk to you. Yeah. How are you doing now? I'm fantastic. I got a rare few days at home before we head back out on the road, and, uh, and I am enjoying those. So where's home these days? Uh, I live in West Kelowna, British Columbia. Nice. Mm-hmm. How's the weather there right now? It's good, man. It's it's been really nice. I mean, we're we're in kind of almost a desert, so um, we don't get a ton of rain, um, but we get really hot summers. So it's it's fantastic to be here, and it's it's on a great big lake. If you've never been here before, so it's it's a beautiful part of the country. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. So taking a taking a break. What do you what do you do in your free time? Oh man, I try and get out on the water as much as I possibly can. Uh, I get out on the bike when I'm home. I end up in uh, the basement in the studio, uh, <laughs> writing and recording. So it's not much of a break to be honest. But um, we've been having such a great summer, and it's been so busy that um, when you can get a few days at home, it's a really rare occurrence. Yeah, for sure. So you're heading back out on tour. Where are you guys headed now? Uh, we still have a bunch of Canadian dates that we're going to do that's going to see us sort of crisscross the country a couple more times. And then we end up in Spain and France in August. Um, and then straight to the Country Music Awards and then off to the U.S. for us. So oh, Nice. Mm-hmm. When you guys get over in Europe, do you have any time to really explore or like take in the scenery or anything like that? Yeah, like anything, it's a couple of days here and there. Um, The shows this time are in Spain and France. Um, So we'll get some time to travel. Uh, Not a lot. Um, But it's always a blast when we can go over to Europe and and play for fans over there. And it's just been incredible. We've played in France and Ireland before. So we're excited to be going back this time. Would you say that's one of the most exciting parts of touring, maybe? 
traveling with your best buddies is definitely up there, man. Uh, absolutely. I mean, the shows we've been able to play over the course of the last couple of years is, has just been in such an incredible experience for us because we're meeting more and more of our fans that we never got to meet before in places we've never been before. And they know the words when we get there, which is the greatest gift you can receive as an artist. And so yeah. it's been, um, it's been incredible, man, to be, I've never seen so much of Canada in all of my life. Um, and now to spread that out to Europe and now with us going to the States, it's just, it's exciting because I, I love traveling, but I love meeting our fans. Yeah, to see the world doing what you love, just, it's almost a, just a, a dream come true probably. Right? Absolutely, man. We're blessed for sure. 6 a.m. in the same old grind, it's all backed up and all red lights. Concrete and towers 10 miles high, blocking out the country, hiding the sky, these streets of gold. So before this, I, I read that you were in like marketing and digital media director, radio host, TV correspondent. Do you still do any of the things I just mentioned? <laughs> no, not really. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I've worked for a broadcaster for years. I was on air. I worked on television. I did a whole lot of things. Um, as any musician will tell you, there's a lot of things you have to kind of do to make um, ends meet as you're coming up. And, and um, I was lucky enough to be able to work. Um, for a broadcaster in music uh, while the band was starting out. So um, I'm not on the radio anymore and, and don't do any of that stuff, no. No. Did you learn a lot? Like maybe that could help in the band side of things? 
Yeah, I think I was, you know, fortunate enough to be around some really great creative people and, and, you know, learning radio from that side was, was different than what you go through as an artist. But um, no, I was very lucky. I look, I, I was doing a job that I love while I was playing music and, and when music got really busy, then that's what I had to be focused on. So when did, when did the band side of things really start getting serious? Like when did that become the main focus? Uh, I'd say probably now about, you know, six or so years ago, seven years ago, it, it got very much more serious for us. We signed to Warner Music probably five years ago, four years ago. And we had been playing fairly heavy by that point, but, you know, things really picked up after that. When we started getting played on the radio a whole lot and, and being part of bigger shows and, and being asked by American artists to come out, then, you know, it, it certainly got busy for us. I would say that the last two years have been the busiest we've ever been. Yeah. When were you able to, like, quit the, the other jobs and just be oh, full-time? We all, we all still do little things here and there um, yeah. out, outside of the band, as any musician does. But that's been our primary focus. Um, so, uh, you know, that's been years now that that's been the case. So your, your band used to be called Run GMC. Is that right? It did when it started <laughs> out. That's right. <laughs> that's hilarious. Is there a story behind that name? Yeah, we all lived in this sort of rundown old mansion in Vancouver near UBC, and and we weren't the only band living there. In fact, at one point there was about thirteen or fourteen of us living in this old house, and this oh, wow. old house had a, a swimming pool and the whole nine. But you know, with us being a bunch of musicians, we didn't have the ability to keep it open and and running, so it was more of a skate park than anything. But in the basement <laughs> was a studio where everybody played music. And Tuesday nights, we would end up descending into this studio and playing really old trucker songs, old bluegrass, old country music that we grew up on. And that's where things kind of started. Uh, and we sort of strung together a whole bunch of songs and started playing you know, clubs in, in Vancouver. And then that spread out through the Rockies and all that sort of stuff, just as a way for us to literally get out, play some music and, and drink beer for free. Yeah. And um, it kind of took off. And then we started recording some music. Run GMC did a, an EP. And then, then we started really writing our own music as Washboard Union, the three of us. And um, it kind of really took off from there. When we recorded Washboard and, and got signed, that's when we kind of switched the names. It was just like, look, it was if we were going to get serious, we had to to really change the name and, and think about that or, you know, yeah. but it, that's kind of where it started. But what didn't change in that was we were just doing it because we loved doing it. It didn't matter. Yeah. We weren't making a dime or, or we were playing clubs and not theaters or, or arenas, but it was just the fact that we got to get together, the three of us and play music and write music together. That has not changed from day one and from run GMC or washboard or anything. Yeah. Was there any, um, any different members of Run GMC or was it still like oh, yeah. four or three? Absolutely. No, there were lots of different members over the years of Run GMC and Washboard as well. Some really talented brothers that that we played with early on um, who've gone on and done their own things or, um, you know, some of them are still playing and, and some of them aren't. But, um, you, know, you know, we've been blessed across our, our careers to play with some really talented and, and good souls along the way. Never gonna give up. There's no holding us down. Yeah, we got this. Yeah, it's our time to shine. I've 
washboard union name maybe yeah there is in that same studio where we used to go play these songs there was an old washboard on the wall um and that same washboard is the one that we play now which is well over 100 years old it's named mabel <laughs> um, nice. david actually named the band um and we didn't we had a whole list of names and and then when we saw that one and finally sort of saw what it might look like on a shirt we were like you know what that actually fits us and everybody <laughs> seemed to love it when um we came out with the name and, and uh, it's just stuck ever since. And, and it's a name people seem to really connect with. And so band names are, are always fascinating to me, but um, where they come from and, and, you know, if they stick and represent the band. And, and I think that one was us from the day it was first uttered. Yeah. It's, it's very like rustic and it really has a country feel to it. Mm, like us. It's, yeah, rustic. exactly. Yeah. It's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So when, when we saw you guys play at Cavendish, I mean, you, specifically had a smile from ear to ear the entire show and i just thought that was so cool can you describe the feeling of being on stage in front of that many people with everyone like you said everyone singing along possibly the nicest day of the entire weekend like can you describe that feeling in any way 
Yeah, you know what? I am I am always nervous before we play, no matter if it's a tiny venue or a great big venue like Cavendish. But all of those cares go away the second the three of us start running to the stage. Yeah. And I've always wondered what it would be like to be a, a solo artist and not be able to share that with your best friends. But it is the single greatest feeling in the world. Coming off the bus, coming up the ramp, walking out on the stage and seeing your fans who get so loud the second you walk out. And then you're at Cavendish and that's it's people as far as you can see. I but know, any I... nervousness I have is gone the second I see them. And I just, it feels like it's over in a minute and you just are able to connect with people. I, I stare people in the face when we play and, and you're right. <laughs> I smile ear to ear because there's a lot to <laughs> smile about. Yeah. Um, hearing people sing your songs when you can, you know, see them mouthing along to the words of maybe it's the moonshine or head over heels or, or she gets me or of course shot of glory. It's the single greatest feeling. And I know I've said that before, but it, it's the strangest thing that, you know, most of the songs are written in like dirty kitchens and, dirty little studios and basements. And when somebody finally connects with that song and, and enough to learn the words and pay for a ticket to your concert, it's just like, it's a, it's, it's a great relationship. It feels like you're meeting that person, but you already know each other.
short summer dress, ballroom ballerina. I'm gonna need another shot of glory. Ain't no turning back. Got me high on your tipsy smile and your hips all swinging. We start spinning, drinking up my courage. Whiskey for my nerves. Got me drunk on your short summer dress. then Cavendish, look, Cavendish is such a huge story for Canadian country music. Mm -hmm. um, Cavendish is a place that American artists want to come play because they know the reputation. It's just such a great experience. Um, the, the organizers of Cavendish have done such an incredible job. They were telling us that most of the tickets get sold before the artists are even announced. And that's a real <laughs> tribute to what they've created there. And the fact that they're doing it in arguably the part of Canada that loves music the most. And so it is the greatest experience when you can connect all of those things. Uh, and as an artist, to be part of that is just, um, it's something you don't forget. Yeah, wow. And you said it feels like it's over in a minute, eh? It does. I mean, you're burning through 20 songs in, or, or 18 songs or something like that. And uh, yeah, it's over in a second, but you have distinct memories from, from that. And so it's very strange when when videographers are hired to sort of follow us and you see the video footage, because, you know, there are perspectives of that show that you just didn't get to see. And that's incredible because you just see people having the time of their lives. And that is the greatest gift I think you can give someone and they certainly give it back to you. That does sound <laughs> insane. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, do you do anything to curb the nervousness before you go on stage or you just let it happen and then you just run on stage and just take it I think, in? I think it's healthy. I think, um, yeah. you know, there's so many artists out there that or athletes even who have that same nervousness because you're just so excited to be able to get out and do what it is you were put on this planet to do. And, and yeah. I think a certain amount of nervousness <laughs> is really healthy. I used to read stories about Flea from the Chili Peppers having to vomit before he played every show because he was so nervous. And I've never had anything that intense, but I think it's good. I think it just, it, it gets us in the mode and... When the three of us get together and, and hug before we go on, it, it just all subsides. If I even thought about what it is I had to do out there, I would probably trip myself up and forget the words. If I think about the words I have to sing, I won't, you know, you could potentially come off the rails and not remember them. The fact that you just go out and pour out what's in your heart and, and that's what happens and that connection's made, all those nerves are gone. And, and they were healthy to get you there, but they weren't needed once you arrived. It's just like a flow state. You just yeah. let it happen. Yeah. And, and because you're focused on harmony, like harmony is a weird one. When three male voices come together and, and sound like one, no matter if you've sung that song a hundred times, the, the hairs on your arm stand up when it's done right. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. And people love that feeling. There's something about what harmony does to, to our souls and our hearts and our bodies that it's, um, it's such an incredible thing. And we've always been drawn to it. We wanted to get good at it. We made it a significant part of our music. It's kind of a signature for us. And so there's just uh, there's that great feeling of three becoming one. Yeah, and you guys do nail it, like you said. And people are people are accustomed to two part harmonies and like male female duets, mm -hmm. but the, the three part harmony to a T does 
definitely send the chills up your spine whether yeah. you even like the music or not if it's even if it's not your genre it's just something that's instinctively or like just bred into us to to react that way you know what i mean yeah it's true yeah so one of the highlights for me for your guys' set was the queen cover when you guys did fat bottom <laughs> yeah i mean that was that was incredible and it was so fun and you guys nailed it oh thank you i mean yeah what a great song yeah did you you also did a journey cover do i remember that correctly yeah there's a piece of a journey song in in an alabama wrapped in yeah. an alabama song uh yeah, yeah there's yeah yeah exactly yeah just all at once the alabama thing was great that was a great throwback to like early <laughs> early 90s country that was so much fun the stuff that i grew up on basically yeah and the classic rock with Queen and Journey. Does classic rock have a big influence for you guys? I think all music has an influence for us. If you could ride in the bus with us when we're going long distances, you wouldn't believe what you'd hear. You know, absolutely. Yeah, we're just fans of music. I mean, we, you know, Aaron and I are fortunate enough that we've been together since we're 13 years old. So I don't know if you know this story, but um, my dad started dating Aaron's mom when we were 13. So we got together then and and the one thing we connected on at 13 that hasn't changed is music. We are always turning each other on to something. And so we went through hip hop and punk rock and heavy metal and all of those things together and country all at the same time. So I think we were just such huge fans of music that uh, it became really easy when we decided, well, you know what, let's play some of our favorite songs uh, from other artists too, in addition to what we've written. Some songs are just such naturals for, for Washboard to cover. Um, and they don't have to be country songs. And I think those were just kind of naturals. We've been doing that Queen song for a while. And and then Bohemian Rhapsody came out. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Queen was on everyone's mind again, which is really cool. But people love singing along to that song. And, and the same with Alabama. Or, and I mean, Journey's undeniable. You know, it's. I think there are just some of those songs out there that are so iconic and matter to us so much that it's just an honor to perform them. What would be some some of the music played in the bus that people might not expect oh gosh there's always a you know a good dose of of hip-hop and 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 old school <laughs> stuff at that there's always some old school punk rock and thrash that gets thrown around and you know it's all over the map man there's a lot of singer songwriter stuff there's some you know everyone's into something new at any given time and they're turning each other onto it i mean you're traveling you're eight guys who are together all the time and you all have such disparate tastes or someone's producing someone else's band at that time and or dropping a guitar solo on a recording that's being done out of Nashville or Toronto and as we travel. And so there's always music going on. So what's next for you guys other than the, the tour? Is there any is there a new album coming out? Or yeah, there like, is. Yeah, we've yeah. been writing and, and just about to start recording. So there'll be new music coming in the fall for Washboard. There's a, a new record around the corner as well. There'll be new videos, the whole nine. It's uh, it's going to be an exciting year. We've um, we've got a whole bunch. We've just been writing with any spare minute we had over the past uh, year, year and a bit um, when we haven't been touring. And so managed to string together a whole ton of songs so we're, we're really excited how soon can we expect to hear some of it i think you'll hear the first one in the fall like first October. single drops in the fall yeah awesome well i look forward to hearing it and uh good luck on tour and enjoy europe oh thank you so much man it was a pleasure to talk to you yeah you too thank you very much okay you got it i'll talk to you soon she gets me all fired up and i can't calm down one look and it's like she flips that switch and it's boom lights out 